are digital nomads. We work anywhere. We're not limited by location. We're not limited by self-belief. We are works in progress. I'm Beck Power, and this is the Nomad Me Podcast. Andrew Jordan's a fellow Kiwi who works as a business strategist and photographer. This former lawyer helps business owners reduce their stress and systematize and organize their business systems through her company, all while traveling as a digital nomad for the past four years. Let's do this. What is up? Welcome to the Nomad Me podcast or vlog, depending on where you're looking at this or listening to this. Um, this is back. We've got Andrea Jordan here. Andrea, how you going? I'm going great. It's good to be here. It's really great to be here. And uh, the audience is particularly lucky today because they get to hear both of our sultry New Zealand accents. The Mine, best accent ever. Best. Mine is a bit um, munted, actually, because of the travel, I think. But, hey, it's close enough. Um, would you want to do a quick intro? Sure. So I am a business strategist, and I help people with loads of ideas get more done with less stress by organizing and systemizing their businesses. I also happen to be a photographer. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. That's so, that sums it up so well. Like a lot of, oh, I just looked at my hair. That's probably, um, a lot of people are, um, you know, unsure of that intro, but you really just right in there. You've done that before. Yeah. A couple of times. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this is exciting because systems are something that I'm currently, um, in a, in a struggle with myself. So I'm, most of these questions are probably just going to be, um, you know, thinly veiled personal inquiries. <laughs> um, but why don't you tell us first, because you, uh, you are a nomad uh, currently uh, in New Zealand, but uh, how did you get started doing that? Let's see. It was about four years ago now that I went uh, full-time nomad. Uh, in my previous life, I was a corporate lawyer and I worked about nine years in New Zealand and lived in London for eight years. And it was during that time that I sort of looked around me and thought, this is not how I want my future to be. I don't want to be stuck in an office wearing suits and high heels. So I started just to look around at what you know was on offer. And I love to travel. I'd done a lot of it when I was in Europe. And over the years, just kind of extracted myself from the corporate world. Yeah, just took that leap into becoming a full-time nomad. I had a test run over like a couple of New Zealand winters, uh, went to Southeast Asia and just sort of checked out how it could all work. And here I am. I love it. And so what do you do for work now? I mean, is, is, is that I, consulting? Yeah, so um, three things really. So I do, um, I guess, consulting, one-to-one -one work with, with people who are wanting to sort out their their businesses i also have a, a blogging course i love to write and i show people just an easier way to to run their business blogs and then my photography is relatively new and i opened an online store at the start of the year so i've started to sell prints of my photos from around the world oh that's fun it does yeah. a couple of different things yeah, yeah, I like being able to mix it all together. It's taken a while to blend it all together, but yeah, it's a nice way to do things. Well, you know, um, I was just talking to someone about this, and when you have like loads of projects and ideas, like um, most entrepreneurs do, I'm definitely one of those, it can be difficult to 
um, systematize those ideas and, and then also focus on which of them you should be doing when. Um, and that's absolutely something that I'm not going to lie. I, I struggle with, you know, I've got a gazillion. Recently, I um, cut down what I was doing, like right down. I was working on three or four different projects, like big projects, and none of them were, I mean, some of them were really successful for periods, but then I would be pushing, it's like pushing individual rocks up a hill. You can't do them at the same time. To push one, run across, or spinning plates or whatever you want the metaphor to be. So, um yep. Anyway, I hear you, and uh, you are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> I know it. Um, so, but what what do you find that people? Because I want to focus on systems with you today. What do you find that people really struggle with when it comes to systems? Okay, um, it can be a variety of things depending on the business, but one main topic is the sheer amount of information that we have coming through our business. And I find that people get really overwhelmed with the emails, with the downloads, with the screenshots, with their photos, and it gets on top of them really quickly and you find their filing system is a mess, you come to tax time and you can't find any of the receipts that you know you've got hidden somewhere, or you want to have a podcast interview like this and they ask you for your headshot and you can't find it because it's, you know, hidden somewhere in a thousand other photos and, you know, every time it takes you an hour to find that photo. And emails as well. You know, I've come across people who have 70,000 is, is the best I've heard, unread emails oh. and she had literally just given up on having to deal with it. And so it may sound like a silly thing, oh, let's, you know, sort out your emails. But it all comes back to the client experience. If you aren't dealing with your emails, if you haven't got a good system for, like, responding to your clients quickly, then their experience is going to be a bit rubbish. And also, if you're overwhelmed with, like, the amount of emails you've got coming in, you've subscribed for way too many newsletters, they're just stresses you out every time you know you look at your phone you've got 3,000 unread emails you know it's like being surrounded by all this clutter in your house yeah um it's really distracting so that's that's one of the the big things I deal with people just getting a good organization structure a good file structure even so they can find stuff that they need and it just makes such a difference so that's one big area. Another big area is content creation. You know, we feel we have to create all this content for our blogs, for our vlogs, for our podcasts, for social media. And I help people really simplify what they're doing and, and making it much easier to create that content and not have to feel they have to come up with something new and unique for every single blog post. So that's another another way I help people. Um, yeah, so those are, those are two of the main systems that I talk to people about. Um, when you say that you help them come up with strategies to, so they don't have to, with that last thing you said about the content, what does yeah. it look like? So as an example, oh, we'll use me as an example. So I have my photos and I write travel blogs and my photos are included in my travel box. And then I also have social media. I have a Facebook page. I have Instagram. Now I could write three completely separate things to go on each of those platforms. But instead what I do is I write my blog post and then I take snippets out of my blog post and use those for my social media. Mm. So I'm not recreating from scratch every time I want to do a post on Facebook or Instagram. I've already written all the content for that blog post and then I'm simply sharing it in a different way. 
yeah cool that does make sense um and so uh the strategies for the first part of what you talked about um what does that look like in terms of do you have a particular system that you take everyone through each time or like like do you provide um a combination of apps or something that they use or how do you how do you help them with like 70,000 emails is insane no I know I know um I don't have an exact system I take them through I have a sort of a toolbox that I that I use because it really depends on the person say one person wants to get to inbox zero that is their goal in life mm -hmm. whereas for me I don't really care about that that's not my focus Someone else might just want to get from 10,000 unread emails to 200 and feel they can manage these things. So for one person, it might be about dealing with them about basically their fear of missing out. If they delete all of these emails, are they somehow missing out on that one secret to business that is going to change everything for them? Mm. So sometimes it's more talking them through that mindset that actually you can get this information from a variety of places. You don't, you're not going to just miss out on something if you're deleting a lot of emails whereas other people who don't have a lot of unread emails but they want a different way to deal with a lot of questions they get from potential clients so for them we might actually set up a page on their website with frequently asked questions and we can you know they can direct people to that so yeah the solution will depend on what the actually underlying issue is for them hmm. um okay what do you think about outsourcing in terms of uh, getting that kind of stuff done? A lot of people are like, oh, I don't have time. I know when I was doing my dad's, I had to go through and like delete, you know, like delete all his emails and sort all that stuff out. And then it was right down to, you know, 200 emails or something. And I was like, right, dad, you can do this now. And then, you know, a few weeks later, 4,000, 5,000. I was like, oh, come on, man. I just spent all the time. <laughs> so what yeah. are your thoughts on using other people to, if you really can't deal with it, using other people to do that? Um, I don't know that I would do it with getting rid of emails. What I'd be thinking of is the reason you can get them down to 200 and then a month later they're back up to 4,000 is that there's no system in there. Mm. So you haven't thought, right, I actually, I need to unsubscribe from 80% of what I'm getting because I don't actually need it. So if you, you know, have a system, you cut down what you're, the information you're actually getting in, that's going to mean you never get back up to 4,000. You might get up to, you know, 300, but you can deal with that. And also maybe what you need is to have a diary appointment every Friday at 10 o'clock. You sit down and you read through the emails. It's little things like that. I wouldn't be outsourcing that kind of thing. I'd be making sure you set up a good system to start with. And then, you know, you could outsource client service response to emails, that kind of thing but you need to have a good handle on what you want to be saying to people before you start outsourcing your, your emails. And I don't think it needs to be hard. Like I can sit down in an hour and deal with someone who's got 10,000 unread emails and sort that out. It, it doesn't have to be as hard as people make it. it you just think 10,000, where am I going to start? Mm -hmm. um, like uh, with the delete button. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, what do you think are the mindset struggles that stop people from dealing with this stuff? I think um, it, it gets too overwhelming. You, 
you feel like, you know, when you first start, you collect all these freebies because it's like, oh, I need to learn about SEO and I need to learn about marketing and I need to learn about branding and webinars. Did someone say webinars? Mm. And you collect together a crazy amount of stuff, whereas what you need to do is sit down and think, what do I want to focus on in the next six months? And if it has nothing to do with webinars, then stop signing up for people's freebies. You know, the emails that you get in, you know, from freebies and what have you, ideally should relate to the goals that you've got coming up for the next six months. If you're going to take the time to read people's emails, you want to be reading emails that are going to help progress you towards your, your goals. So having actually a, that kind of strategy in place can make such a difference. So that's one thing I think people just, they haven't yet got the confidence in themselves to seek out the information that they need right now and feel they have to just collect all of the information that mm. they possibly can get their hands on. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. <clears throat> in my case, <clears throat> um, I'm not even sure of what it is that I need. I know I don't have a problem with emails. I don't have a problem with... Um, uh, I don't know. I don't feel like I have any like actual issues that I need help with. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I don't know what to ask you almost. It's like, I just, I just know that I just want to get my shit together, but it just never seems to be together. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? In that case, like if you and I are working together, I'd be just chatting, getting you to chat me through the flow, the workflow of your business. Mm -hmm. So if you were say a website designer you might chat me through how you find clients and how your clients flow through your process. Mm -hmm. And as you're talking, I can easily see where you're actually creating what you need to or where we could simplify what you're doing with a couple of different um, ways of approaching things. So, yeah, I think if you're feeling like just unorganized generally, you need to sit down and go, where, where's my time getting sucked up? What am I spending a lot of time on that just is annoying me? What's distracting me from my main core work? Yeah, that's important to like sit back and look at the big picture rather than like, you know, get jump into Trello and be like, ah, like how can I, where's the, which direction should the lists go? And like, how can I move, you know, like how many times? Yeah. Yeah, I get people saying to me, should I use Trello or Asana? I went, you're not allowed to touch any of that stuff yeah. until you've sorted out what your workflows are because you might find your workflow can be so simple that you put it into an Excel spreadsheet mm -hmm. and you don't need to go to that extent of learning Asana or learning something else. I mean, Asana or Trello could be really helpful for you, yeah. but I think you're just giving yourself another thing to learn that's got pretty unicorns on it or, mm -hmm. you know, how do you do a pin? How do you do this? How does that go there? which is distracting you from getting down to doing the core work. So I like to refocus people and make sure they've got their workflow, you know, really simplified and working well. Then they can look at the tools to support that workflow. Like there's no point in suddenly going, social media, I'm going to start doing social media, I'm going to sign up to Edgar, and that'll solve all of my problems because that'll just schedule everything for me. Mm -hmm. Well, before you start looking at a tool for your social media, you need to look at what the hell you're doing on social media in the first place. What are you trying to do? Are you spitting out masses of content because mm. you've got amazing photos and you want 23 of them to go up a day? Or do you want lots of engagement? Do you want people chatting to you? You know, so I think deal with the strategy first and then look at the tools that will support you rather than, I mean, I don't have 300 apps that I use. I probably have 
maybe 10 tools that I use in my business. And a new tool will have to be damned amazing for mm. me to want to bring it into my world. I just like things nice and simple. Um, okay, I want to ask you what your favorite app is, but I also want to save it for the quick fire round. So I don't know what to do. I'm in a quandary. Um, <laughs> so, okay, what are some examples of workflows that um, might be helpful to just about anyone? Does that make sense? Is there? Yeah, I think how do you welcome clients into your business? So if you're a service provider, if someone has said, yep, I want to buy from you, what does that look like? Is it really easy for them to actually buy from you? As soon as they buy from you, what's their experience? Do you have just a standard, I don't know, MailChimp thank you page? Or have you designed a page that speaks really well to your brand and connects the person so that they're paid and now they're like, oh, yep, now I'm excited to work with this person, not just, oh, is that it? So one thing I'd, I'd have a look for for anyone is you know, that flow of how do you welcome a client into your world? How do they book in a time with you? How do they pay? How do they sign a contract? That's one thing that you know every service provider will, will have. And if you're selling products, a little little bit different. But again, you want to think about what's that, that client ex experience for coming through. So that would be one system that everyone will have. Um, and every, you know, everyone will need a workflow for welcoming a new client. And another one I think would be that um, content creation. Every one of us is creating content. We're doing it in wildly different ways, but say for this podcast, you'd have a workflow of how this all fits together. You know, okay, how do you find people? Do you reach out? Do they reach out to you? When they do reach out to you, how do they book? What information do you need? Do you want a photo of them? Do you not care? And then once the podcast is done, how do you edit it? Do you edit it? Do you outsource it? Where does it go once you've posted it? You know, social media channels so that you know that, right, the podcast gets published on Monday and then on Tuesday it goes on Facebook, Wednesday Twitter, Thursday LinkedIn, you know, so you don't have to decide every single time you do the podcast. You're not recreating what you have to do. You've got this nice flow through. Problem solved. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to go work Easy. on my workflow now. Um, you know what? Like, it's so funny because, um, like, what you just said makes really good sense. And I've been trying to figure that out for ages because, like, it's perfectly used the podcast as an example. Thanks for that. Um, because, yeah, I'm like, oh man, I will like create content every day. I do a daily podcast. You know, I have to have a great workflow. And in some ways, I do. It's like really good. Um, and it works great and the podcasts go out, but something that I struggle with is like, and, and I think you're right, you know, you, you, um, you have this project and then you, you, it's going well, but then there's little tweaks that you need to make all the time on it to make them better. And, and I struggle with, um, you know, reaching out to, uh, guests when their show goes live, because I mm -hmm. literally tell you when their show goes live and, and there's someone who does, but she hasn't always done it. And, and, you know, we might miss a few and then they might not get tagged or there's no graphic or like whatever the thing is. And so it's, it's kind of all over the place. And, and the problem is with that is not actually that that's, that's not the real problem. The problem is that now I have to think about that. And I'm like stressing about that all the time. And it takes up my, my brain power, um, which is really limited. And 
I have to use it on worrying if someone got tagged in a post. Do you know what I mean? And then I'm like taking time to go and check if it got done. And then I have to text the girl and be like, hey, why didn't, do you know what I mean? And that's the real yeah. cost, isn't it, of not having this. It is. It's, it's wasted time and it's wasted energy. You know, all of that time that you spend, did that person get tagged, what have you, could be with clients earning money or on the actual podcast itself, like on doing the stuff that only you can do. And every business owner I talk to has a lot of those little niggly things that aren't quite right, yet mm. you fix them. And, oh man, imagine the relief of that, that podcast has gone out on Facebook, person is tagged and they've shared, brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, nice, nice and smooth. So, yeah, that's the kind of thing I love sorting out with clients. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had something else to say about that and it's, it's gone. I think just the excitement of like solving that problem. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, because once actually that's it. Once um, something like that has been organized and dealt with, like I don't deal with the actual publishing of the podcast anymore. So the podcast gets made and it goes, um, I, I upload it because I make it on my phone, usually the daily ones. And then I upload them on my phone to the Google drive folder for, which is for it which I have set up earlier or has been set up earlier and then I forget about it I upload it I send a text that it's done and that's it and that's how I want it to be that's how it should be because then my brain no longer has to worry about that at all it's like, okay yeah. I can then literally just move on to something else and I just know it's being taken care of and that freedom is like the real freedom you know like we talk about you know leaving your job and doing other stuff well guess what you just create a new job for yourself we are stressing all day because stuff isn't getting done. The real freedom yeah. that is like taken care of. Yeah, and my equivalent to that is if someone wants to work with me one-to-one, um, you know, and they pay, and they instantly get a lovely thank you page, then they get automatically sent an email with the, the booking in link. And I love that because I have clients all over the globe. Oddly enough, I don't actually have any in New Zealand. So if I've got someone in England who buys while I'm asleep, I just know that they're being welcomed into my world in a really nice way for them. And they can book in right away. They don't need to wait till I'm awake. They don't need to wait until, oh, actually, it's my Monday because, you know, they sent it when it was my weekend. I just know that that is dealt with. Mm. And that's something I do tweak. I kind of look at my pages every now and then and go, oh, is that me? Could I, you know, update that to be my brand or what have you? But I just know that that system works well and that it's nice and smooth. And people, because once you buy something, especially if you're, you know, you're buying an hour with me, there's still that nervousness. It's like, oh, I I bought this, but I've never spoken to this woman before. Um, How's this going to go? And if they have a nice, smooth process to actually book in their session, it just helps your clients relax and be like, she's got a picture of a dog on her thank you page. She must be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the other thing about that and what I found is that when I have a good workflow, I like to use the example of the onboarding one. When I have a good workflow, I feel good about my product. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel confident. There's like a, there's, when I now meet that person, I'm like, what's up? Like, you know, I feel like that work has been done for me already. So I don't have to like struggle every time and like worry. I think a lot of business owners are not confident in what they sell. Yeah. And it's not always because of the product, it's because of the experience, you know. It's like, ah, here's a product, here's a good product, but, like, sell yourself on it and then, like, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, and here's the standard page. Do I want to send you a confirmation email? Nah, you'll get something from, you know, MailChimp or AWeber or something. Yeah. yeah, I'm always watching out for when I sign up for things or when I buy things, what the experience is like. And I'm like, oh, I really like what she did. Mm. You know, oh, her confirmation page, no, oh, yeah, and she, oh, she's now referred me to a couple of blogs that are so on point. So while I'm waiting for the email, I'm just going to pop to her website and, you know, read a couple of blogs. And it's just, it's just a really nice thing to be able to do because she's just drawing me further into her world, which is, you know, basically what, what we all want. We want to be able to support people more and more for whatever, you know, product or service we offer. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, are you ready to jump into the quickfire round? Okay. You don't look ready. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm just draw it up. Okay. Um, okay. So question number one, what are your top three like apps, system, online things, websites? Okay. Pomodoro technique Ooh. because it is really awesome for getting you focused, especially if it's a big task or a task that you don't really want to do. Mm -hmm. So Pomodoro technique. Um, I would say Zoom, if that counts as an app i use zoom not only for one-to-one -one client consultations but i use it to record videos of myself that i then share within my newsletters and i can also record my screen so i can show my clients how to do something record that send it to them mm. so i just love the versatility of what zoom offers and a third app Oh, so many. I like... Um, you make it 10 if you want. I love talking yeah, about it. Yeah, I was like, I've just written a blog post literally on this. It was like, my top five things to save time. And now I'm thinking, what the hell is that? Actually, my, um, my calendar scheduling tool. I use Calendly, you know, um, and I just love it that I can provide this really easy to use system. I never go back and forth with clients about which time zone are you in? Does this work for you? Mm -hmm. Don't have to because they can use a drop down tool, pick their time zone. They see exactly what's available. Yeah. They, they book in, they get sent an email confirmation. They can add it to their calendar. It's just a lovely, smooth experience for them. So that, yeah, that'd be my third one. Love it. Cool. Um, what's your favorite book? Let's go book on, um, systems and organization for just the hell of it see that's a funny thing i don't read books on systems and organization <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah it's just something i think um that comes very naturally to me and in my corporate life um i was all about taking complex legislation and making it simple mm. so i just have a brain for spotting the gaps in people's systems and yeah taking complex systems that people have made overly complicated and simplifying them. So and, no books. Yeah, yeah. no, actually that, that does make sense because if you think about the, um, which I obviously didn't, if you think about the books that are on this topic, they're other people's uh, methods, aren't they? Meth methodologies of how they do it. Like, yeah. well, whatever, all the books. And they're all just people's idea. And so people who can't do it read the books and then they followed that one methodology to implement in their life and then it hopefully works. But you have your own methodologies. Do you have a book? So I need to write a book. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next step. That's, that makes perfect sense. Um, any plans to write a book? Um, 
Maybe people keep telling me I should write about my travels, given the number of places I go to that are a little different, shall we say. Um, But yeah, no, no plans today. Um, Okay. What uh, is your favorite country to be a nomad in? To be a nomad, I'd say Mexico. Mm. Um, Internet has been brilliant. Mm. Fantastic food, great culture, really friendly people. And on the whole, they're pretty good at taking the time to understand my fairly poor Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been fun. Do you speak any yeah. other languages? Sorry? Do you speak any other languages? Uh, no. Um, just, just English and very oh, a tiny bit of French. I could get by, but only if I wanted to eat baguettes and cheese. <laughs> Which really is all you want to eat when you're And wine. (laughs) And wine, obviously. Um, Do you collect anything? Uh, Photos. Nice one. Yeah. Um, Can you actually send me uh, a couple of your favourite photos or something so we can put it on your page for people to see? I can. You could basically pick a country and a photo for you. Cool. Let's do Mexico. <laughs> Mexico? Yep, Mexico is easy. Photos. I, you know I'm on like a Mexican um, <laughs> wavelength right now. Okay, um, so we'll have that in the show notes, you guys, at digitalnomad.me. Um, I'll grab some more links from you in a minute. Um, what would you consider to be your life mission? My life mission? That's a fantastic question. <laughs> Um, you don't have to, it's, it's a hard one. I honestly, last time I asked this, I was like, if someone asked me that, I wouldn't even know what to say. Like, Yeah, I think um, really it comes down to just living as full a life as I possibly can. Uh, a few years ago, I decided to start dancing salsa. Five years later, I was performing on stage in Los Angeles with a salsa performance team. Wow. Because why the hell not? Yeah. You know, February last year, I went to Antarctica so for me, yeah, my life's mission is just to live as full a life as I possibly can and to encourage others to do the same. Love it. Good answer. Um, do I have any more questions before this one? What um, is your advice for someone who is uh, potentially, you know, in an office as you were back in the day? Um, and thinking, God, this is the actual worst. How can I get out of it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say get past the Instagram perfect life of like a digital nomad because the majority of that is just not real life. My advice when people ask me about this is think about what you really like the sound of. Um, I know some people who have a base in their hometown for six months of the year, but they don't like winter or autumn, so they go nomading for six months of the year. Other people like to move around a lot, whereas others, you know, want to say go and live in Mexico for a year, and then they want to go and live in Guatemala for a year. Having that kind of experience is far more important to them. So, yeah, I would say have a look at what really appeals to you and and do it your own way. There are so many different ways to leave the corporate world. You know, you don't even have to leave your own country. If you feel like just having a business, you can work from home and that gives you more freedom. 
and then you go on holidays, whatever you like, do whatever whatever suits you and whatever makes you happy. Mm, good answer. Um, and finally, where can people find you online? Right, my website is Learn, Discover, Be Free. So you can read travel blog posts, business blog posts there. And you can find me on Facebook. I have two pages, one Travel Jordan Business Strategy, all things business, and then Travel um, Andrea Jordan uh, Photography for all things photography. I'm also on Instagram as Traveling Jordan, and that is basically my photography as well. Cool. Sounds good. There's a, we're being cat-bombed. We are being cat-bombed. She's decided too much talking. I need some attention. It's all about me. Fair enough. Well, um, just, just in time, it's been great having you um, on the podcast, Andrea. I really appreciate you taking the time and just now on the call solving my uh, podcast issue. There you go. That's yeah. what I'm here for. It's been great to be, to be a part of it. Thanks for tuning in today. If you love Nomad Me, make sure to leave your good review on iTunes. Every week, I select a reviewer to win a lifetime Nomad Fly membership for free. All the show notes can be found at digitalnomad.me. See you tomorrow.